Blog Talk Radio. Will you be my light when I cannot see? When I can't take another step, Lord, will you carry me? And when I've lost my fight, will you be my strength? Will you set me a table in the presence of my enemies? I shall not want. I shall not want. Oh, my soul's got a shepherd in the valley, and I shall not want. I shall not want. I shall not want. Cause my cup's running over, running over. I shall not And I will lift my eyes To where my help comes from And I won't be afraid of the shadow Cause I've seen the sun No, I will not stop When the way gets hard Cause the green only grows in the valley And that's where you I'm not alone. No, no, I'm not alone. Hey, oh my soul got a champion in the valley, and I'm not alone. Oh, 
spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah, hallelujah, and that's Elevation Church, uh, worshiping Maverick City, I shall not want. And uh, I'm grateful to God for good gospel music, I'm going to call it music that encourages us and it and inspires us, and it blesses us to continue in Jesus. I'm grateful unto him this morning. Hallelujah. Yesterday, the whole blog talk was shut down, so I wasn't able to uh, broadcast yesterday live. So all I could do is walk away, walk away, take the day off, just, just leave it alone for today. So that's what I did, and I was blessed to go to Jacksonville, hang out with a few friends, and uh, I think Juneteenth was on Sunday, but many people celebrated uh, on yesterday, so I was able to go up and hang out and uh, with Erica and Thelma and Nikki and just have a good time, and I got to go to one of my favorite stores and uh, bring back some of my favorite items, and uh, I was just excited and happy as I was going you know, I was talking to the Lord all about it. Got to go to the prison on Sunday and um, had some shortcomings with the show, uh, the payment. And Sunday morning as I'm going you know, to prison, I began to tell the Lord about it. By the time I hit 95, heading up the I-10, he had already opened the door, yeah, for me to pay uh, a blog talk this week. Well, this month, I should say, this month. Thank you, Brother Lewis. He said uh, maybe blog, blog Talk got hacked or something. Yeah, something was wrong. The entire thing was shut down. But God is faithful. God is faithful unto us. And uh, no matter what, he'll make a way. When I was going um, to town yesterday, I mean, going to Jacksonville, I was going to uh, my favorite store. I wanted to. So, you know, I was trying to manage around my little pennies and everything, but God opened a door. Oh, what I got there. And so I was able to go and get all I basically wanted uh, from my special store. And so I thank God um, for that. You know, it, he said, David said, I called upon the Lord and he heard my cry. He also said, I cried unto the Lord and he heard my cry. Hallelujah. So look, Many days I called unto the Lord right then and there. He hit a cry. He hit a call. And he moved because if we're faithful unto him, not just when we go back, but right here on the earth, God will be more than faithful to us. And the reason I say more than, because he, he's more than. He, he's more than we need. Yeah, he's more than we'll ever need. More than, and, and more than means much more. More than means going beyond more. It's not just uh, two. It, it, it may add up to be six more than. I asked the Lord for uncommon blessings, and he'll add to that because many times he'll give me uncommon miracles. Yes, yes. And I feel so privileged. I feel so special with him because there's none like him. No one has ever treated me the way that he does. 
Oh, I've had people that love me. I knew my dad loved me beyond anything. He loved me more than anything. I'm telling you the truth. But his love was not like the Father's, the Heavenly Father's love, Almighty God that have all power. His love could not compare. Because in the midnight hour, my dad couldn't always be there. There were things I went through, I couldn't express it. But the true and living God, Jehovah, he understood. He knew exactly what I was going through. There was none like him, none like him. <laughs> and when I tell you I love him today and I can't forget him, all that fun I was having yesterday, laughter, and uh, I got uh, uh, one of Erica's friends, um, he introduced himself to me. He said, are you Miss Barbara? I said, yeah. And so we laughed. And uh, because Erica, call, I called her to find out where she was and to let her know I was in Jacksonville. And my favorite thing for her to cook is stew peas. So she told me she had stew peas. And I'm like, where are you? Where are you? And then it was a joke. She didn't have no stew peas. So this man boys come on and he said, I'm going to beat her for you. I said, yeah, she need a spanking. I said, beat her twice and then scratch her. Oh, it was so funny. So we had a wonderful time. But even in that, I heard the Lord speak. I'm talking about we laughing. They all made the truck with me because we running the AC. Nikki's sitting out working. We hanging out at her workplace. And, um, Erica down on the other end talking to these people that give out free phones and all of this. And there were so many vendors, you know, one over here giving out phones and Nikki giving out tablets and people down here giving out phones. And so we just laughing and talking, just having a merry old time. And I heard the Lord speak. Well, on the way back from my favorite store, the Lord began to speak to me concerning Greg. And by the time we got back, I I, I, I knew I would have forgotten it. Because, you know, we laughing. And I heard him speak again and say, call Greg now. When I called Greg, he come right to, to the truck. And when he came to the truck, one day I began to share with him what God began to share with me. And he, you could tell he was a bit excited. And then y'all know I had to give him that favorite scripture. I had to give him that Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. And let him know, apply this. This is going to be the greatest gift. If you apply this scripture to your everyday life, this is going to be the greatest gift anyone has ever given you. And so when I when when the Lord got done, he turned Greg turned around, he said, And now I'm gonna make sure you get those stupees. Oh my goodness, it was so funny. So I go down and I have to drag Erica down to our end because her her daughter had come. And so her and her daughter was talking and everything. When I walked up, she just gave me a hug and everything. And then she's like, uh, you met my, I mean, this is my daughter. The daughter said, yeah, I met her before. You know, I went to take her to crabs, mama. And so we all laughed and everything. And, and so the daughter was telling her, yeah, mama, Greg, this and that. And we just had some laughs. And so I drug Erica back down to the right end. And, um, uh, we, we went on, and then in a little bit, I had to leave because it was like 6 o'clock, and 
about then the traffic, the base traffic and 295 traffic, you know, had died way down. And it was a straight shot home. So I came on, I called Jerry, talked to her for a few minutes, and I told her about our favorite store. I had been, but I couldn't bring Jerry nothing back because I didn't I didn't want her to be sick. So I didn't bring her grapes, I didn't bring her nothing back, but I have a surprise for her. But anyway, God is faithful. He's faithful. He take care of us, and he showed me you, you can get out and exercise a little bit more, you know, and that, that's going to help the weight come off too. Yeah, because I, I sit and I do some exercises, but if I can just walk a little bit more, that's going to help it. And so every night, Nick can get on the treadmill and call me. I said, I don't need nobody on no treadmill talking to me while they're on the treadmill. I can't get on no treadmill. But anyway, God is faithful, and he knows what we need, and he will always use us to be there for somebody. He will always use you to be there for somebody. And it's not always a family member. Nope, nope, nope. Because we don't mind blessing our family, you know. Uh, This big mama, this uh, my sister, this my niece, you know, my nephew, my cousin. So we don't mind helping them, but we are talking about strangers today, people that you may never see again, people that can't give back to you what you've given to them. So we're going to talk about giving ideals, uh, ways to give, you know, uh, if there's even a time to give. I see a lot of people in the world today. I saw these men, and I'll be honest with you, I said, Lord, if I could, I really would. I see these men walk up, and they um, see something going on with somebody. Uh, Sometimes the person looks real scraggly. Their hair is not kept, you know, clothes dirty. And they're sitting somewhere, and they just look pitiful. And I see these guys walk up and ask them a question. Or they may walk up to these people and say, look, do you have a writing pen I can use? And the homeless person, because that's what they are, they say, oh yeah. And they go to scrambling in their little bag and they come out with some type of pen. And he'll tell them, no, 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 I don't really need a pen. This is a demonstration I'm doing today. And I wanted to give $500 to the person who would give me a pen. Now, he has passed many people and asked them for a pen, and they told him, no, I don't have a pen. They have a pen, but they don't want to give it to him because he's not dressed fancy now. He kind of dressed wicky-wacky himself because he don't want to give himself away. I've seen him. one guy, he looked completely homeless, <laughs> two Mitch-Mac shoes. The hat turned sideways. And as a matter of fact, one of the videos, the shoes was mixed, matched, and too big. And he said, hey, you eating a sandwich. I'm so hungry. I haven't had anything to eat today. May I have a piece of your sandwich? And the person said, no. He'd go to the next person and said, hey, um, do you have a dollar I could catch the train no. He went into the Walmart, one of them, and he asked the guy for a dollar. And the guy 
you know, he said, I'm hungry. I just want to get something from McDonald's to eat. He said, sure, come on, buddy, come on. So when the guy was willing to take him to McDonald's, he said, hold up, hold up. I'm talking about looking homeless. He said, no, I don't want you to give me a dollar. I want to give you a dollar, and I want to buy you lunch. He said, but I want to do much more. Here's $1,000 for you. Have y'all seen those videos? It just makes my day. A lady and her three children were sitting outside under a tree. And she had nowhere to go. Uh, she had some a few bags and stuff, you know, with snacks and stuff, water and stuff like that for the children because you, you got to always feed them and pacify them, you know. And he walked up to her, one of them, and... Um, he asked a question. I forgot what it was. And then he he said, you're homeless? She said, yes. He said, oh, what, what's your children's name? And uh, she told him, and they talked a little bit more. And then he said, well, how did you become homeless? And uh, she began to share, you know, her story with him. He said, well, I have something for you today. And so he spread it out like $2,500 and gave it to her. And... Uh, she was able to get a hotel, I'm sure, for a week and food for a week at least, you know. And then she may have been able to get in a, a small place, you know, a studio. I don't know. But I saw these videos and it really touched my heart because I know God loves a cheerful giver. I know he loves a cheerful giver. And sometimes we just want to give to family members friends, you know, people we know that are in dire straits. But I like giving to strangers because you you may never see them again. And many times, even if you saw them again, they, they don't have it to repay you. A lot of people have told me, pay it forward. Tell them to pay it forward. And we have. I'm in the I'm in the line and and somebody in front of me said, Hey, I got her groceries. I'm like, hold up, no, 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 no. They yes, 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 I gotta do this today. I have a debt to pay and I'm paying it forward. And you the person I choose to pay it forward with. I said, Okay, I, I have to receive it. I pay for people in the line groceries. One time I paid for a deaf lady groceries. And this lady was so excited, she just walked up. Yeah, she was too excited. Yeah, Brother Lewis said, yeah, I saw those. One one of the guys was asking for money at a gas station, and if you gave him, he returned it 100 times as much. Yeah, I saw that one, too. He gave the guy $100 or more. But look, this is what I would love to do. I would love to do this once a week, every day, once a month. I would just love to surprise a family because I, I don't know why, but I know individuals need help too. I've been an individual in dire straits. I've been homeless. I needed help. But for some reason, I love to give to families. I love that a family get blessed. The man, his wife, his two children. A woman and her three or four children or two children or one child. I, I like giving the families. 
And uh, I know it's a little bit more to give to families because you have more people. But I would just like to be able to walk up to someone and just say, what's your favorite scripture? And they quote it right there to me, their favorite scripture. And I got my Bible now because, you know, I got to know word for word. And they quote that scripture to me. And I said, okay, because they're in dire straits, you can see. And I give them $500 or I give them $1,000. Yeah, might give them $5,000 because uh, $1,000 today won't help a family at all. $5,000 may only help them a few weeks, a few days or something, you know, depending on what they need. Because most people um, in a homeless community, they they tore that one down, Brother Lewis, that was over there in the bushes uh, off a street called Beaver, where I used to go up there. Lewis said, hey, hey, wait a minute, I watch out going up in there. You be careful. Don't go be careful. Don't, don't really go up in there. Your potatoes, this and that. But I used to go back there, and they had their own city. They had their own police, their own mayor, their own everything back there. And uh, they cut all those trees down, all those bushes down. So you could see through there now. So they moved the camp. I don't know where they moved to. But at the same Dollar Tree I was at yesterday, I was coming out. I going in one of the two. And this one said, hey, Barbara. And I looked, I'm like, hi. I didn't know who he was. So when I come out the store, he said, yeah. I remember you from the spot. I said, oh, see, he was back there in the camp, you know, back there, hid way back behind in the bushes. And you couldn't see it from the street. You didn't know that was there. And so I said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He said, yeah, you come back and you give socks and you give blankets. He said, yeah, you bring us food back there. I said, yeah. He said, uh, remember the guy who... I said, yeah, this one guy, he would put all this stuff in one pot and cook it. And it would make the meal stretch because everybody brought something for the pot, you know. And if they, you know, when they could, they would have a a, a regular meal. Somebody bring the pasta, spaghetti. Somebody bring the spaghetti sauce. Somebody bring the ground beef. Somebody bring the onions, you know, the mushrooms, or whatever they was putting in their spaghetti sauce to make it stretch. And um, it might be two or three of them bring the, the spaghetti, you know, in the box. And uh, the cook back there, they have one cook, and he did all the cooking. And children was back there, you know, and I, he would have snacks, you know, in, a, in like a little tent thing he had. And that was for the children, so they could walk up and say, can I have a juice? You know, he'd give them a juice and chips or whatever, and then they run back over to their mom. But I love families, and I would love to give uh, to a family like that and bring a family as close as I can to off the street of being homeless, you know, maybe put them in a hotel or find a little one-room something, you know, and put them until we could work on getting them stable places. Because some people will work with you. Some homeowners want to do this. They want to give to somebody, but they want to give to somebody they know that are in dire straits and what they give to them, they're going to take care of it, you know, and that there are no severe mental health issues because a lot of people are afraid 
uh, this been a few months back, I think it was, where this lady allowed this homeless man to come and take a shower. And I think he killed her, stabbed her. He did something bad. Because I, I'm sure he, after he got in, you know, he probably started seeing her as a demon or some alien or something. And he thought he was protecting himself by hurting her when it was an illusion. You know, it was, uh, what is it called? Schizophrenia or schizophrenia. I can't pronounce it, but it's something like that. It makes them think something is going on that's not going on. So, you know, I, I would like to be able to just build a place where they are just showers, you know, and way on this side is for men and way over here is for women and we have security there and a hallucinations. Thank you, Brother Lewis. And, you know, people could come and take their showers and fresh clothes on for the day and, you know, go out. I love to have a barber that, you know, he come, you know, every day or every other day and he cut hair, you know, for the men. And a lady, a couple of ladies who come and, you know, she can do hair for the ladies on the spot, right? We have water and everything they need. I would love to do this. Yeah. Because God loves a cheerful giver, and you're helping some people in this hour. Not everybody was on drugs that became homeless. In 2022, have you looked at the prices of rent? Have you seen that house notes, mortgages are going up? Have you seen that homeowners insurance and lawn service, all of this for homeowners is skyrocketing? Food has just become ridiculous. Gas prices. Have you seen all of this stuff? So some people were not using their money wrong. Some people working, they just didn't make enough. And they had to get out of the people's house because the people that worked with them a few months and they said, hey, it's been six months, you know, I, I got to pay for this house, so I got to get somebody in here who can pay rent. Somebody lost a job, and the same job they had making that amount of money, they have not found that kind of job again. So what they're doing is uh, uh, making minimum wages or what they can make to keep the family going, but they're not making enough. So they keep a house, but sometimes they don't have electricity. Sometimes the water gets shut off. Nobody have a phone anymore to receive a job, you know, interview because all the money is going to the rent. All the money is going to the house note because they try not to lose the home that they've been paying for for years. But things has gotten out of hand in my book. Yeah, I, I mean, and it appears the only thing our government is concerned about is the stock market. I could be very wrong now. But that's that's what I, I see, you know. And I'm not perfect. And I'm not the smartest crayon in the box, so I don't know everything. But that's what the way I feel about it. So today I wanted to talk about doing more for others. And June 21st, 2022 is a great day to start. I got stopped. But to start and be a blessing to others from your heart. Never expected anything back. 
Listen, you want to bless a stranger by giving from what you need, from what you need, give to a stranger. Uh, we pray today and every day that God uses each of us to give. God loves a cheerful giver. So if this is what he loves, why not make him happy by giving because he loves you? Selfish people never win. They never win. When you show kindness to someone, one day that's coming back to you. I often taught Shante, be careful how you treat people. You never know who will have to give you your last glass of water or a glass of water. You never know who may have to buy your meal. You never know. Who may have to come and give you a shower. You, you never know because today we are all good. Many of us are good. Many of us have everything we somewhat need. But we don't know what tomorrow will hold. I've done all I could to be kind and, and given to others, but I don't know what my end will be. I don't know how I'll leave here. I have an idea, but I'm not sure. And if it don't go well for me in my ending, and somebody have to be there for me, I want to be treated kind. So therefore, I show kindness way down the road. Years before I got into that spot, I showed kindness. I give to others and pray for other people, children and, and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And God has shown me my children and grandchildren has been treated kind because I was kind to someone else's. But in 2022, as believers, as Christians, as the saints of God, we got to come out of the selfish mode. And I'm going to share a story today. I'm going to read a scripture. We're going to pray. And uh, I, I want to share a story. And then we are going to read our scripture. And this week, we want to start in the book of Ruth. And uh, we want to complete that book. I know it looks like I'm going backwards, but I have to follow instructions. So I'm going to do, I was instructed to do. So listen, let's pray. And uh, we're going to get uh, with the show this morning, so grateful to be back, and I thank God for uh, blessing Blog Talk to get it back where it should be, at least where we can um, do the morning devotion and everything, and then uh, people can come in here in the archives and the podcast and that kind of thing. And then some people told me, even on yesterday, Barbara, I thank you for those scriptures. I thank you for Kings, first and second Kings, and first and second Samuel, because now you have me reading uh, my Bible, and I'm understanding because the way that you share it, you know, it, it blessed me to understand. Not everybody go to sleep when these scriptures being read. Another thing is this: um, I had just posted something about Benny Hinn a couple of days ago. And uh, this one person told me her and her sister was talking and the sister was putting her mouth. She said, and I see why God sent you to send me that. You sent that to me. And that really blessed me to bless my sister. Be careful putting your mouth on God's people. Touch not mine anointed and do the prophet no harm. We got to look back at us. Oh, they did this, that, and the other, but what have we done? <laughs> 
But many times we like to point the finger and ignore the thumb pointing back at us. So we have to be careful today. We want to be careful. We want to be a blessing unto others. I, 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 Erica, Nikki, and Thelma, and even Jerry, I speak the blessings of God upon them. Many days I ask the Lord, help us not to talk about other people. Lord, help us. It's the truth. It's the truth. But God, we don't want to be gossipers. And I don't want to see everybody else fault but my own. I want to take self-inventory as often as possible so I can see me. Because it's no need for me to have the, the beans in my eye, and I'm trying to see the mope in yours, or the mope in my eye, and I'm trying to get the beam out of yours. No, let me get this thing, this old plank out of my eye, then I can see better how to help you uh, 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 turn it a little bit more. I'm going to turn it a little bit more to the left dot so I can pull from that side to see I can see that side that needs to be moved over. That's because this big plank out of my eye. And then it often comes to me, the first one without seeing, cast the first stone. See, all of these things are given. You give it, and you still give it. Because i got to remember, I'm not perfect, and I am not God. So I have to remember these things. And I have to be careful. Because what I'm speaking on someone else, it'll come up for me. The songwriter taught me, you dig one ditch, you better dig two. The trap you set just may be for you. Look at Mordecai and Haman. (laughs) Haman. (laughs) Was it not Haman that built the gallows for Mordecai? But Haman... I'm going to call him Hangman, Louis. Hangman ended up hanging on the gallows he's had set for my boy Mordecai, Esther's uncle. So we we got to be careful. And in 2022, we need to start looking. If you had some beef with your family, if you had some problems with your family, if you can see, if you can forgive and, 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 and talk with them, because there may be a day coming where families have to move into the same house to save the entire family. You have, may have to move to another entire state to take care of your family and get there and be a blessing to some more families. We never know what this thing is, how it's going to end. But we see it's going a little, mm, uh, 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 uh. yeah. So we pray for others. Don't forget that you're a laborer in the vineyard. So when you see people, don't look at them, mm, look at her. Uh, no, they don't this, they don't that. Stop looking at people like that. Stop praying for people. You want your neighborhood to be better, your community to be better. It takes prayer. It takes some work, too. People need to know you're out there 
working for the community. And sometimes people join you. And when you know anything, you got a whole community of people that's pulling together to work to make it better. Yeah. So listen, let's go to prayer. Well, let me go to this. Well, let's go to prayer. And when we come back, we'll do one song, one request. (laughs) And then we will um, go to the book of Ruth. And we're still talking today about today is a good day to give to others. Today is a good day. Because it's better to give, it really is, than to receive. But we are always thinking it's better to receive than to give. But if you're on the receiving end, that means you have nothing. Unless you're a user, a prankster, a user, a scammer. And the believers, the people of God, that's not who we are. We are givers. I ask God to let me be the lender and not the borrower. Help me not to borrow from others, God. Help me to be the one that's giving. The songwriter said, God has blessed the child that has his own. And that's true. If you don't need to ask people for theirs, then you're blessed. But if you need to ask, we understand it's better to ask than to suffer. But we want to be cheerful givers. I'm not rich. I've never been really a rich woman. <laughs> Hope for it, but never been there. But whatever little bit I had, I, I've always been willing to share. And what another believer, we call it. Uh, being especially good to the members of the household of faith. If you're saved and I say, I'm saved, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And so what we do when we see one of us in dire straits, we rush to help. Because we want to be especially good. Because we all belong to the household of faith. We, we belong to the house of God where it gives us faith. We have faith in God in his house and outside of his house. We, we, we are members of the church, the body of Christ. Let me put it that way. And being a member of the body of Christ, we are happy to bless one another. Now, if someone who's not a member of, of God, they're not saved, you know, they ask me for something and my brother or sister in Christ asked for the same thing. I'm obligated to give it to my brother or my sister. Yeah. I'm not obligated to give it to those who are not in God and he's not in them. Now, I can truly pray for them that the Lord will bless them. But what I have right here, right now, is for those that are in our straight that's at the household of faith, the house of God. Yeah, my brothers and sisters that are brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so we're learning these things, and we want to be givers. And individually, I I, I want you to give to who you see that's in dire need, and you can help them. And we're going to talk about how, some, some ways we can do this. Uh, because some people are like, well, I don't have no money. Honey, I'm barely paying my rent. Child, I, I barely got light. So no, not, not everything is money. Not everything is about money. Yeah. So we're going to talk about all that. Let's pray. 
Hallelujah. And then when we come back, I'll play the requested song. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you this morning, Father, for another day. Hallelujah. We thank you for June the 21st, Father, 2022, in our time. We know our timing is not your timing. We know that our ways are not your ways. Father, we know that you're almighty God that have all power. There's no higher power today. And we come bow down boldly this morning before the throne of grace, Father, to make our petition known unto you. But we want to reverence you. We want to give you glory and honor. We want to give you praise and hallelujah, Jesus. And Father, we want you to know we bow down before you in worship because there's none like you. We thank you for your grace this morning. Oh, we thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your loving kindness. Most of all, we thank you for your genuine love, your your unconditional love for us. Father, you look beyond our fault and yet meet our needs. You look beyond us and yet on our side. Your word says, if you be for us, Father, you're more than the whole world against us. We're standing on your word today, the sure foundation. Father, it's all we really have because everything else will pass away. But your word, your word hold true. Hallelujah. Only what we do for you will last. And we thank you this morning. We come asking, Father, that you would bless every caller and every listener, near and far. God bless their families and their friends, even near and far. You know what they need in their household. You know what they need in their heart and mind. You made us all, Father. You made us for your pleasure. And we come bow down before you asking that you would fix us this morning, fix our hearts and regulate our minds. Father, we ask that you would make us over again in you, in your anointing, and strengthen us as we grow in you. Help us today, Father, to be your children, and not above you, thank you, all but beneath you. For your almighty God who have all power. And Father, you know what's best for us all this morning. Move by your spirit for us in a mighty way this day. Open our spiritual ears this morning so that we can hear what you have to say to us. We're your church that you're coming back looking for without spot or wrinkle. Help us this morning in the name of Jesus. And Father, we ask this morning that you would open doors and make ways for every family, every household represented here. Father, open doors and make ways. Supply need this morning according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. But Father, today again, the earth is yours, the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. And Father, I know there's nothing too hard for you to do. Move for your people in a mighty way. Father, we bring those that are homeless before you, those that are hungry. We bring those that are jobless, those that are suffering with mental health. God, we bring them before you this morning. Those that are sick, those that are incarcerated, those that are confused, God. There's a lot of confusion in the land. 
We bring all of this before you this morning because you hang on the cross. You suffered. You, you hung. You bled and you died for all of these things. And Father, we bring it to you. You rose with all power for all of these things. You're forgiven, kind, and merciful grace and gracious God. And this morning, we ask that you would move by your spirit, Father, on all of this. For it's by your spirit you said you would go. And Father, by your spirit this morning, we ask that you would move for these things that we put before you physically, spiritually, and mentally. Oh, have your way today, oh God. Heal here in the name of Jesus. Every illness, every sickness, every disease, Heal this morning, diabetes, high blood pressure, heart problems, kidney problems, whatever the case may be. You took a beating for the healing of the nation. And Father, there's yet healing in the hymn of your garment. And we're pressing in this morning for our healing. Heal today, O God. You heal all manner of sickness and disease. Do it for your people. In the name of Jesus. And Father, I ask this morning that you would lead the people back to your word. Don't let them just get it at the church, but Lord, let them get it at home. Let them set aside Bible study time, personal time at home. Let them have a first in the morning wake up devotion with you and them. Move by your spirit for us today. Remind us, oh God, don't let us forget morning devotion. Me and God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you would bless those that are in every branch of the military and administration of our military. Bless, Lord, like never before. Father, we ask that you would bless widows and bereaved families and intercessory prayer people everywhere. Praying in the name of Jesus for others. Bless preachers everywhere. Preaching in the name of Jesus in obedience unto you and love for your people. Continue to bless Israel and prosper Jerusalem. Continue to lose your protecting angels to stand watch for them, O oh God. Shield and protect, keep them from all hurt, harm, or danger. Remember all our brothers and sisters overseas today. Move by your spirit for them this morning, for you know what they're standing in need of. Those that are sharing your gospel in secret, Lord, we ask that you would open a bigger door for them. Lose your protecting angels, God, over time. Shield and protect. To keep them from all hurt, harm, or danger. In the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning, Father, for hearing and answering our prayer. Father, we ask that you would bless these United States of America. Father, we ask that, God, you would bless our leadership in every American. Bless our leadership this morning. That, Father, they will make a conscious decision to follow the ways of God, to follow your word. That, God, they would lead and guide this country according to your word, not according to their feelings and not according to what they're afraid of, but, God, according to your word. For your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And, God, if we believe and stand on your word, your word will fight our battle. Oh, we give you glory and honor this morning. We give you the praise. We bow down before you, almighty God, hallelujah, Jehovah, that have all power. Father, there's no higher power than you this morning. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for hearing us today. We thank you for meeting our needs, God, looking beyond every American fault. 
and meeting our needs today. We could be cut off. We could be dead and gone. Oh, but daily you give us another chance to get it right with you. Help us this morning to come to you wholeheartedly in the name of Jesus. Bless the segment of Jesus in the morning. Have your way here today, God. Move by your spirit here like never before this day. Oh, we need a freshness, oh God. Do it for us. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you for having your way here and moving by your spirit today. Right here on Jesus in the morning. Hallelujah. All for your glory, for your glory, that you would be lifted up in praise and worship, and that you would be magnified and glorified in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Father, we give you glory. We give you honor again and all the praise. And we ask all of these things in your son Jesus Christ's name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Father, anyone we miss, we ask that you would take it up today. Bless Arthur this morning. Move for him in a mighty way. In the precious name of Jesus, we ask it out. Amen and hallelujah. All the songwriters say, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. The heaven and earth adore him. But we got to seek him with our whole heart. We got to seek God and don't just let it be a figment of our imagination. But let him be real because he is. Let the scriptures, the word of God be real. Not just some black and white, you know, some black letters on some white paper or some red letters on some white paper, what Jesus said. No, his word is a living word. It's a lie. But you must make it come alive for you. If you want the blessings of Almighty God, you want to know God, ask him. And you can say stuff like, if there's a God and you're real, I want to be real in you. Let me know you're real. And watch what he does for you. Many of us came to him in that way. We were pitiful because we didn't know for sure. But we seriously wanted to know that there was a God. And if it was, we wanted to get right with him. And we wanted to be real in him and do what he said. Everybody else will do what they want to do, but we can't do what we want to do because he's proven himself to us. I know better. Now, the next person may not know because they haven't investigated. They haven't asked him about him. I don't have an excuse to, until the day I leave this earth. I don't have an excuse because I know beyond a shadow of any doubt that he's real. He's alive. He's well. He's got all power. There's no higher power. He so loved the world. He sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that if we believe on him, we won't perish, but we'll have everlasting life. I don't have an excuse this morning and no other morning. <laughs> My dad used to sing a song that says, get right church and let's go home. And what he was telling the people as he sang this, now is the time to get right with God. And we'll be able to go home with him. 
But if we're not right, if he don't see himself in us, when he come back, then we can't go because he'll know we're not his. He's only taking who belong to him. He's not taking in and every old body. Only who belongs to him will get to go back with him. And I promise you, he's coming back because he said so. <laughs> he is coming back. And not as the savior of the world, but he's coming back as the great judge. And these people telling me about all these seats and all these judgments. And look, live right. Do good. That's what he said, to do good. And I noticed they're trying to get rid of certain words, good. They're replacing the word good with well. No, I'm going to use good because I know the meaning of it. And I believe God is pleased because he said in his word to do good. He said for us to love one another, not as the world loves now. Yeah, not as the world loves. I can't love you because I like the way your hair is. Uh, you have nice features. You're good to look at. Me and you're handsome. I think you're just fine. Now, that, that's, not, that's no reason for me to grow to love you. I love you just because. I don't have a motive. I don't really have a reason other than the scripture said to love unconditionally. I've heard people announcing and saying that it's called a God they love. You don't have a reason. You know, I don't love you because you give to me. Yeah. My friends, I don't love them because whatever. I mean, we all do whatever. Some days they're not right. I could be wrong myself. But we yet stay together as friends because of love. Nobody's what they call gay. No women liking women in the group. But all of us like the men in the group. It's sad. Yeah, we all like the men. But we're not liking women because that's not who we are. Ever since I was a little girl, I tell you the truth. I need Sion here to back me up. Where's that Sion? Yeah. Ever since I was a little girl, I knew I loved men. In that capacity, I knew a woman could do nothing for me but show me where the man's is at. Show me where the men's is at. Yeah, that's just me. And I can't help it. It's, it's, it's who I am. I was born a female to love a male, an original male. He was born that way. All of his anatomy is much different than mine. We don't have the same things in no kind of way. He was not born with what I got, and then he had it transferred and transplanted later. No. He was born different from me. Come from his mother's womb that way. He didn't come out of a test tube. He came straight from his mother's womb. Yeah. And I believe God is pleased because it's what he said in his word. He made Adam and Eve. He made male and female. He he made them. That's what he did. Not me. And not another doctor, you know, who could put these things together. They can operate on people and, and make them some kind of way, you know, that they wasn't, that they want to be. No, uh, uh, that's not what God said. So that's not what I can go with. I don't hate nobody. I don't dislike people. Because you choose your way in this life. It's your thing. 
and you go ahead and do what you want to do. But I chose to make Jesus my choice. And I plan to go all the way with him. I can't see it no other way. I love him today. And I pray that my actions demonstrate my love for him. I pray that my actions show that he's never forgotten, even in my conversation, even in my life when people see me, not just those who know me, but those who don't know me know that Jesus is. He's the best thing that ever happened in my life. Hallelujah, because I can't forget it. Frankenstein, Brother Lewis, stop it, I say. Get the boats out the neck, I say. <laughs> Frankenstein, Louis, I'm praying for you. Praying for you, Louis. Hallelujah. So listen, we're going to our next song of the morning. It's requested. And when we come back, we're coming back with the book of Ruth. And today we're still talking about giving to others. And, and, and you know what? Let me go to this song and come back. And, and then after we come back and I share these ideals to give, then we'll go to the book of Ruth. It's not going to take us long. <laughs> I, tell somebody, I don't care what the devil told you. I don't care what the devil told you. God made it fail. God made it fail, Louis. You don't hear me. Tell somebody God made it fail. God made it fail. God made it fail. God made it fail. Everything that the devil tried, God made it fail. God made it fail. God made it fail. They made it fail. Everything that the devil tried, God made it fail. God made it fail. God made it fail. Everything the devil tried, God made it fail. God made it fail. God made it fail. He made it fail. Everything that the devil tried, God made it fail. Y'all not happy. Say, y'all not happy. God made it fail. God made it fail. Everything the devil tried, God made it fail. God made it fail. God made it fail. He made it fail. Everything that the devil tried, God made it fail. Oh, you got the death. You got to let the floor have it now. I say you got to let the floor have it. I say God made it fail. I said God made it fail. I said Find you somebody 
that you need to prophesy to tonight in this room. Find you somebody to tell them God made it fail. God made it fail. Everything the devil tried, God made it fail. God made it fail. God made it fail. He made it fail. Everything that the devil tried, God made it fail. to believe it, sir. I need 10 more dancers. I said I need 10 more dancers. That's all. If I had 10 more dancers, we'd shift this room. I said if I had 10 more dancers, we'd shift this room. I said if we had 10 more dancers. One more time. God made it great. God made it fail. Everything the devil tried, God made it fail. God made it fail. God made it fail. He made it fail. Everything that the devil tried, everything that the devil tried, everything that the devil tried, everything that the devil tried. 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 Everything. Everything. Everything that the devil. He tried to take my mind. He tried to take my joy.
more than just a radio. This is Jesus in the Morning Radio, spreading the good news of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God made it fail. Everything that the devil tried, God made it fail. Tried to take my mind, God made it fail. Kill me, God made it fail. Tried to steal from me, God made it fail. He tried to destroy me, God made it fail. Everything that the devil tried, God yet kept my mind, yet kept me. So everything that the devil tried, God made it fail. So guess what? I want to please the Lord today. I want to please Almighty God that have all power. People say that. You know what? They love God when he can do something for them. Oh, when he give them a word, he the best thing since sliced bread. But when he's not giving a word, when he's not opening doors the way that they want the doors to open and give it, they don't have nothing for it. Give. I can't give nothing, honey. I need all this for myself. Yet his word says he loves a cheerful giver. We're going to forget all he said. Now, when he starts giving to us, we'll start quoting the word back. Or when we see that the enemy is against us, we'll start quoting something, you know, trying to give God a little something. But as long as everything good, we with the world. I'm just telling the truth. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful unto him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, he's on our side today in spite of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Okay, okay. Y'all, we, we going to... Um, talk about these ways to give, but let me get this one, this one, one, one um, request out of the way, and then when we come back, we'll come back talking about ideas of giving, and then we're yet going to the book of Ruth. Come on, everybody, get your feet happy, let's go, come on.
Because in this country, we can get a dollar pack of bologna and a loaf of bread. And you don't have to put mayonnaise and mustard on it. Just put the bologna and the bread, make five sandwiches, cut them in half, and get a, a, a 10-pack of Capri Sun to go with your 10 sandwiches. And just put it in a big shoulder bag and go down around the bus terminal in your city, you know, where the street bus runs. And just go down and get those 10 sandwiches out for now and the drink. And, and, and on the bag, you could, you know, take on the bag a scripture for the day and give that out. Uh, you might want to make a care bag and you have toothpaste, toothbrush, soap, a bar of soap. You can have a washcloth, a bottle of water, mouthwash, a comb and a brush in the bag. A bigger quart size, you know, Ziploc bag. Or if yours a whole a gallon bag, do that. You make five of those. And how you can do it is every week from the dollar store buy toothpaste. This week I'm going to buy five tools of toothpaste. Next week I buy five toothbrushes. The next week I buy five bars of sweet smelling soap. The next week I buy five washcloths. The next week I take out five bottles of water. And the next week, I buy five uh, things of mouthwash. And the next week, five combs. And the next week, five brushes. Or however you do it. If you could spend $10 a week, that's 10 items you can buy. Make you some care bags and pass them out. It's hot. People would appreciate water. Hot or cold. You know, you know, room temperature or cold. You can make a snack bag, you know, and put some snacks in there. Because at the Dollar Tree, you can get a pack of cookies, like a hundred cookies in one pack. And, you know, just give those bags out. Uh, you can make a medical bag, put Tylenol, aspirin, Band-Aid, peroxide, whatever, you know. Foot, foot powder, not foot powder, what they call it, athlete feet, eczema cream. All of that is in your Dollar Tree for $1.25. And yeah, thank you, Jerry, because I know she over there said, I done told Barbara, it's a dollar twenty-five now. Yes, a dollar twenty-five in your Dollar Tree. And something that have more than one in the pack. So you can put this together and give these out in the name of Jesus. You may get the opportunity to pray for some people. But we gotta stop sitting back looking at our situation in the in the day going by. And all we did is run through our house. We cleaned our house. We, you know, cooked our meal. We went to our doctor. We went to our hospital, our appointments. But we forgot the people outside in the vineyard. Because it takes more than just taking care of you and your family. He said the harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. And we pray that the Lord of the harvest will send more laborers. But we want to remember what he called and chose us for. Hallelujah. And Sister uh, uh, Stella, if you don't call me, please send me a text. Uh, I want to get my satin hands back. Sister Stella selling Mary Kay. And later she got those satin handbags. If I'm not mistaken, now the trial one is $20. So, uh, Later on, we're going to ask her if she can. I know she may be working, but maybe if she get a break, she could come in and announce that to you better than I can. 
but uh, I got to get my bag uh, of Sister Stenner, and I want you to remind me because I, I get sidetracked many days. If I don't write it down right now, I will forget it because this one called me, that one over there called me. I went over here, I crossed and went over there. So by the time I get home, if I didn't write it down, I forgot. Thank you, Brother Louis, 25% increase. Yes, in everything, in everything. Yeah, basically. So we're moving right along, and I just wanted to share that. You know, I I, I used to uh, catch a street bus back in the day, and I would have a scripture, and like I said, I would burn around the edges so it looked, at, you know, I looked cute on some yellow legal paper. Oh, it looked so cute. So I would pass those out when I got on the bus. If it wasn't the regular people sitting on the first three rows, I'd give them out. And then somebody way in the back, what's that you giving away? And somebody up front said, she's giving away scriptures. I want one. Because people love gifts. And people love free stuff. Nothing is free, though. But they love what they think they're getting for free. But somebody paid for it, you hear me? They told me salvation was free. I found out that wasn't true. Jesus paid a great price for the salvation. It wasn't free. Uh-uh. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so, you know, start thinking on these things. What can I do? If you got some extra dollars, which most people say, I got extra dollars. Give a dollar out. Give somebody a quarter and pray over, pray over the quarter and tell them to just keep the blessed quarter. Don't spend this if you don't have to. It's ways to bless people. And then they might begin to ask you some questions. And you may be able to lead them to the Lord in that instance. Yeah. But he needs some he need more workers into the vineyard. Not to get people to come to more churches, but to come to Jesus. There's a difference in man church and Jesus. He is the head of the church. Yeah, he died for us. Hallelujah, us. So we want to begin to work unto the Lord while it's day. When night comes, no man can see. So there are something you can do that will encourage or even inspire someone else to bless them so that they can do better in life. Because if we all could just come to Jesus, it would be all right. But not everybody's coming like that. Not everybody believes. Hallelujah. Some people are, are waiting because of the signs and wonders, or the fish and the loaves. You got a lot of that. They stay with him because he take care of them. You know, uh, I'm going to have this and I'm going to have, yeah. But I love him because I love him. I love him truly because he first loved me. Hallelujah. Amen goes right there. And I'm thankful unto him. So look, let's go to the book of Ruth. And let's just take a look here. And uh, we in Ruth, the first chapter, and starting at the first verse. And basic English Bible scholars, I got you pulled up. So in this uh, passage of scripture, the chapter starting off, verse 1, chapter 1 again, It says, now there came a time in the days of the judges when there was no food in the land. And a certain man went from Bethlehem, Judah, he and his wife and his two sons. 
to making a living place in the country of Moab. There was a famine in the land, and this man, he was down in uh, Bethlehem, Judah. Him, his wife, and his two sons. And because of the famine in the land, you know, no food and this and that. And people not hiring right now. And like somewhat, in a way, a tiny bit of what we're going through, I'm going to say. So he moved to another place. He went to a whole other country. So he went to Moab. Yeah, in the country of Moab. I'm fine. In verse 2 it says, And name, and the name of the man was Elimelech. Elimelech. Y'all know how the eaches and the ites and all that go. And the name of his wife, Naomi. And the name of his two sons, Mahalan and Shilion, Ephorites, Ephorites, no, I got to pronounce it the best I can, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah, and they came into the country of Moab and were there for some time. Verse 3 says, and Elimelech, Naomi's husband came to his end, and only her two sons were with her. So the husband died, and now it's the wife and the two sons left. Verse 4 says, and they took two women of Moab as their wives. The name of the one was Oprah, and the name of the other Ruth. And they went on living there for about 10 years. Verse 5 says, and Malhan and Shilion came to their end, and the women was without her two sons and her husband. So now the dad done died. The two sons took wives, and not the two sons died. So it left the two daughter-in-laws and the mother-in-law. Verse 6 says, so she and her daughter-in-law got ready to go back from the country of Moab for news had come to her in, in the country of Moab that the Lord in mercy for his people had given them food. So now she, she was ready to go back home now because the country done opened back up and they got food over there. And she way over here in Moab. The husband done died, sons done died. She got these daughter-in-laws, but hey, y'all go do what you can do. I got to go. So verse 7 says, and she went out of the place where she was and her two daughter-in-laws with her, and they went on their way to go back to the land of Judah. 8 says, and Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go back to your mother's houses. May the Lord be good to you as you have been good to the dead and to me. Verse 9 says, May the Lord give you rest in the houses of your husband. Then she gave them a kiss, and they were weeping bitterly. And they said to her, No, but we will go back with you to your people. Verse 11 says, But Naomi said, Go back, my daughters. Why will you come with me? 
I have have I more sons in my body to become your husband? Verse 12 says, go back, my daughters, and go on your way. I am so old now that I may not have another husband. If I said I have hoped, if I had a husband tonight and might have sons. So, Ruth, hey, look here. I'm too old. I'm going on back to where I come from. Something's going to happen for me. But I don't have nothing else to give to your daughter-in-law. I can't get another husband. I'm too old for myself. I can't have no more children. And if I had them, look how long it would take them to become of age to marry. And who to say they would marry one of y'all, you know? So go home. Go your way. And uh, it'll be all right. So 13 says, uh, would you keep yourself till they were old enough? I told you, if you had sons, you're going to keep yourself till them boys old enough to marry. They ain't going to marry no old women like y'all. Would you keep from having husbands for them? No, my daughters, but I am very sad for you that the hand of the Lord is against me. This is what she said. 14 says, then again, they were weeping. And Oprah gave her mother-in-law a kiss, but Ruth would not be parted from her. Oprah said, I'm going to throw up the deuces at your mother-in-law. I got to go. You don't have nothing else to give me? I got to go find a way. 15 says, and Naomi says, see, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her God. Go back after your sister-in-law. 16 says, but Ruth said, give up requesting me to go away from you or to go back without you. For where you go, I will go, and where you take your rest, I will take my rest. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. So Ruth told us, hey, hey, you, you can let that go. Keep asking me to go away. I'm not going nowhere. I am going to stay with you, and wherever you go, I'm going. Yeah. 17 says, Wherever death comes to you, death will come to me, and that will be my last resting place. The Lord do so to me and more if we are parted by anything but death. Oh, Ruth was a bad girl. I like the way she loved that mother-in-law. 18 says, and when she saw that Ruth was strong in her purpose to go with her, she said no more. When she saw Ruth wasn't going to stop, Ruth, Ruth was going, she gave up. Okay, come on then, Ruth. We, we got to move. 19 says, so the two of them went on till they came to Bethlehem. And when they came to Bethlehem, all the town was moved about them. And they said, is this Naomi? Verse 20 says, and y'all know how people do. You know how people do. You leave and you come back, you know, they got mouth about it. Well, child, why she left in the first place? Girl, Barbara was doing good over there at that labor pool. Next thing I know, she done moved to Alaska. What's in Alaska? You know how people is. Is this Naomi? So verse 20 says, and she said to them, do not let my name be Naomi, but Mara, for the ruler of all has given me a bitter fate. So now she want to be bitter, I guess. 21 says, 
I went out full, and the Lord has sent me back again with nothing. Why do you give me the name Naomi, seeing that the Lord has given witness against me? And the ruler of all has sent sorrow on me. Listen, let me tell you something right here, right now. Your trial come to make you strong. Sometimes God used things to prove to you what you got. Because you run around here saying you got this and you this and your dad and who's this and what's that. And God, and sometimes it's your prayer. You prayed for something. And this is God's way of testing you, of taking you through what you need to go through so you'll know that he is. And he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And we're still talking about giving this morning. She felt like she had absolutely nothing because the husband dead, the two sons dead, and a daughter-in-law done left. And she was trying to get this one daughter-in-law to leave. But if she truly knew God, instead of telling her he done made her bitter, gave her bitter faith, and to my seeing that, uh, that the Lord has given witness against her, and that the rule of all has sent her sorrow, has sent his sorrow on her. You know that it wasn't God to hurt us. Many times we go through many trials and we feel like, oh, I, I'm going through this because I did that. Oh, this happening to me because I didn't, I didn't give money Sunday in church. Oh, this happened. Now, God is sending you what you need, but it's a trial that you must endure to get the lesson. And once you learn the lesson, when that next trial comes, it's a greater trial, but you know now that God is. And he's more than you need. Hallelujah. 22 says, so Naomi came back out of the country of Moab and Ruth the the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law with her, and they came to Bethlehem in the first days of the grain cut. They cut some grain. <laughs> so now we're moving on to chapter 2 of the book of Ruth. In the first verse it says, And Naomi had a relation of her husband, a man of wealth, of the family of Elamich. And his name was Boaz. Y'all heard about Boaz. At one time, all these folks had all this saying, I want my Boaz. I didn't want no Boaz. Uh-uh, because I don't know. <laughs> I didn't want Boaz. I want who God sent my way. Yeah. Boaz was for Ruth. And who's for Barbara is for Barbara, and it wasn't Boaz. Now, he could have had more than Boaz got. He even could have been a better man than Boaz. He could have been filled with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. He could have been baptized in Jesus. Look here. But his name wasn't going to be Boaz. I don't to tell you that. Yeah. But many women, oh, I'm waiting on my Boaz. And I used to just listen and look and go on. Yeah. So in verse 2, it says, And Ruth the Moabitess, said to Naomi, now let me go into the field and take up the heads of grain after him in whose eyes I may have grace. And she said to her, go, my daughter. 
verse 3 says, And she went and came and took up the heads of grain in the field after the cutters. And by chance she went into that part of the field, which was the property of Boaz, who was the family of Eli Milich. I'm going to get it right in a minute. Don't y'all worry. And verse 4 says, And Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the grain cutters, The Lord be with you. And they made answer, The Lord give you his blessing. And verse 5, it says, Then Boaz said to his servant who was in authority over the cutters, Whose girl is this? Verse 6 said, and the servants who was in authority over the cutter said, it is a a Moabite girl who came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. Verse 7 says, and she said to me, let me come into the grain field and take up the grain after the cutter. So she came and has been here from morning to now without resting even a minute. Verse 8 says, Then said Boaz to Ruth, Give ear to me, my daughter. Do not take up the grain in another field or go away from here, but keep here by my young women. Verse 9 says, Keep your eyes on the field they are cutting and go after them. I have not given orders to the young men not to put a hand on you. Well, what he said, I... I not given orders. Have okay, have I not given orders to the young men not to put a hand on you? And when you are in need of drink, go to the vessels and take of what the young men have put there. Now I'm gonna go back up here to Naomi. The Mobitis. Who was all bitter and all of that. And who was thanking God, uh, punishing her, in other words. And she became bitter over this stuff. But yet, God put Ruth with her, a daughter-in-law, who would not leave this woman. Ruth could have went on back to her family. I'm sure she had some family over there somewhere. But she stayed with this mother-in-law. And and Naomi not realizing the favor of the Lord to keep this daughter-in-law with her. Yeah. So look. Boaz, the owner, the rich man done come and saw her and the servant told him how she worked and she don't take no drink or none of that and yada, yada, yada. And he told her, I even told the young men, nobody touch you, nobody bother you. If that ain't favor, I pay for it. So look, where we there? Okay, verse 10. Then she went down on her face to the earth and said to him, why have I grace in your eyes that you give attention to me, seeing I am from a strange people? Eleven says, and Boaz answered and said to her, I have had news of everything you have done for your mother-in-law after the death of your husband. How you went away from your father and mother and the land of your birth and came to a people who are strange to you. 
12 says, the Lord give you a reward for what you have done. And may a full reward be given you, given to you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take cover. 13 says, then she said, may I have grace in your eyes, my Lord, for you have given me comfort and you have said kind words to your servant, though I am not like one of your servants. 14 said, and at mealtime, Boaz said to her, come here and take some of the bread and put your bite into the wine. And she took it among the grain cutters and he gave her dry grain and she took it. And there was more than enough for her meal. 15 says, now I want to look at God moving already. God moving, God moving. Gave a favor with the owner, gave a favor with the rich man. She's trying to help her mother-in-law. She went to work to provide for her mother-in-law. Check, check that out now. And God is blessing this woman. He's blessing this woman. So look, 15 says, and when she got ready to take up the grain, Boaz gave his young men order saying, let her take it even from among the cut grain and say nothing to her. Yeah, let, let her pick what she want and, you know, take out of that what she want and don't y'all say nothing to her. Yeah, it, it's good. You just, just leave her alone and, and let her do it. Favor, favor, and more favor. Yeah. So, I know this. When God gives you favor, nothing is going to stop it. She was willing to take care of the mother-in-law, but the mother-in-law couldn't see the move of God. And it, it brings me to this, and we're going to move on. There's a way to seem right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. It brings to this. We honor God, many honor God with their lips, but their heart be far from it. We don't really love God with a whole heart the way that we should. Like I said earlier, as long as God is giving, he is providing. Oh, hallelujah, eat, beat, beat, oh, boat, 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 whatever. We'll talk about them. Oh, we'll tell them on the job, honey. And look, some people win a lottery ticket for a thousand dollars. Boy, you will not stop them from talking about God. But it's just talk. Even James said this, don't just be a hearer of the word. Be a doer. Don't just know the word either. But obey the word of God. Do we really obey the word of God? Yeah. So we moving on. Boaz done told him, now whatever she take, let her take it. And don't worry about that. I got this. 16 says, and let some heads of grain be pulled out of what has been corded up. And drop her tape. And let no sharp word be said to her. Hey, y'all leave some stuff and hey, go back and get some of them heads out of that over there and, and drop it on the ground. Yeah. Like you, you just dropped it, you know, like it was just there. So she could pick that up and take it. Yeah, favor, honey, favor. So 17 says, so she went on getting together the heads of grain till evening. And after crushing out the seed, it came to about an ephah of grain. 
18 says, and she took it up and went into the town. And she let her mother-in-law see what she had got. And after taking enough for herself, she gave her the rest. 19 says, and her mother-in-law said to her, where did you take up the grain today? And where were you working? May a blessing be on him who gave such attention to you. And she gave her mother-in-law an account of where she had been working and said, the name of the man with whom I was working today is Boaz. Oh, they loved him. They loved him. The women just loved him. Oh, they just talked about Boaz, boy. I got my Boaz. I'm praying for my Boaz. Yeah, that's, oh, that's what they wanted. All over the world, like you could hear him talking about Boaz. Yeah. So look what 20 says. And Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, may the blessings of the Lord, who has at all times been kind to the living and to the dead, him. And Naomi said to her, the man is of our family, one of our near relatives. 21 says, and Ruth the Moabitess said, Truly, he said to me, keep near my young men till all my grain is cut. 22 says that Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it is better, my daughter, for you to go out with his servant girl so that no danger may come to you in another field. 23 says, so she kept near the servant girls of Boaz to take up the grain to the cutting of the early grain. And the cutting of the late grain were ended. And she went on living with her mother-in-law. Did he tell her to stay with him? Stay on with my crew now. You know, back in the day, they picked cotton. Stay on with my my my, my crew now. You know, they're going to go to another field, but it's going to be my field. And then we're going to clean this field all the way off. It's going to take us a few more days, you know. Or uh, to really get this field really clean. So don't go nowhere. I, I done gave the word for you that nobody's going to bother you. Men, keep back. Stay away from me. Yeah, it, it's none of your business. And God gave a favor with Boaz. So we're on chapter 3, and we're starting at verse 1. We're going to finish this right quick, hopefully. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, yeah, we should be able to finish this right quick. It is a few minutes to nine, but I think we can wrap it up. So in chapter three, verse one, and Naomi, her mother-in-law said to her, my daughter, am I not to get you a resting place where you may be in comfort? 22 says, and I mean two, verse two, and now is there a Boaz? And now is there not Boaz, our relation, and whose young women you were? See, tonight he is separating the grain from the waste in his grain floor. So take a bath, and after rubbing your body with sweet oil, put on your best robe and go down to the grain floor. But do not let him see you, dear, he has come to the end of his meal. Verse 4 says, but see to it when he goes to rest that you take note of the place where he is sleeping. And go in there, and uncovering his feet, Take your place by him, and he will say what you are to do. And she said, I will do all you say. Verse 6 says, so she went down to the grain floor and did all her mother-in-law had said to her. Verse 7 says, and now when Boaz had taken meat and drank and his heart was glad, 
he went to take his rest at the end of the mass of grain. Then she came softly and uncovering his feet, went to rest. Verse 8 says, now in the middle of the night, the man awakened him from his sleep in fear and lifting himself up, saw a woman stretched at his feet. Verse 9, and he said, who are you? And she answered and said, I'm your servant Ruth. Take your servant as wife, for you are a near relation. Verse 10 says, and he said, may the Lord give you his blessing, my daughter, even better than what you did at the first is this last kind act you have done in not going after young men and, I mean, not going after young men with or without wealth. Verse 11 says, and now, my daughter, have no fear. I will do for you whatever you say, for it is clear to all my townspeople that you are a woman of virtue. Did you hear that, though? A woman of virtue. You didn't say a whore now, you don't have a man down right now, a woman of virtue. Verse 12 says, now it is true that I am a near relation, but there is a relation nearer than I. 13 says, take your rest here tonight, and in the morning, if he will do for you what it, what it is right for a relation to do very well, let him do so, but if he will not then by the living Lord, I myself will do so. 14 says, and she took a rest at his feet till the morning. And she got up before it was light enough for one to see another. And he said, let it not come to anyone's knowledge that the woman came to the grain floor. 15 says, and he said, take your robe, stretching it out in your hand. And she did so. And he took six measures of grain and put them into it and gave it to her to take. And she went back to the town. And when she came back, her mother-in-law said to her, how did it go with you, my daughter? And she gave her an account of all the man had done for her. 17 says, and she said, he gave me these six measures of grain, saying, do not go back to your mother-in-law with nothing in your hand. Verse 18 says, then she said, do nothing now, my daughter. Do you see what will come of this for the man will take no rest till he has put this thing through? So now Naomi done told Ruth, gone down and gone. <laughs> gone over there and do what you got to do. And uh, let's see what happens. And so as we see in this, the favor of the Lord is on Ruth. And no matter what she does, it don't get her turned away. It blesses her more. And that's what we need today. Lord, give me favor so that I can have two gifts. Lord, give to me so that I can give to others. I don't want to be selfish in you. You love a cheerful giver. Use me in your service to be a great giver to others. And like I said, it's not always money. You can give out scripture. You can give out sound advice. Because some people think, well, I don't have nothing to say. I don't know. Nobody know. Nobody need what I know. Or oh, if somebody need what you know. And older ladies, we should give younger women sound advice. 
And guess what? I've learned this. What I tell younger women, they don't forget it. I saw that. One the other day come back and quoted to me what I had said to her. Because I taught my daughter, who is it that keep a man or a woman? The Holy Ghost keeps a man or woman. And without the man or the woman truly having the spirit of God living in them, ooh, no man. They can act like they got them. They can act like they want it. They can act like they want to know the word. They want to do the will of God. But the proof is going to be in the real pudding. The scripture says, no, no man after the flesh. We got to know each other after the spirit. Let me tell you, I've been spared by the bell. Do you hear me? I've been spared. God has spared my life. He has spared me from making many more mistakes. I could have done married a thousand times, look like. But God spared me for such a time as this. I have work for him to do, not for my flesh, but work unto Almighty God's spiritual work to be done. I didn't have time to think about my flesh. I had to bring this flesh under subjection. I went through many things to get here. And he allowed me to go through those things because every trial not only brought out a testimony, but it taught me a lesson. So today I know he loves a cheerful giver. Today I know he's real. Today I know he wants us to come out the world and be separated and be separated unto him. Because see, he gonna know the difference anyway, but he wants you to know the difference. He wants you to know the difference between his move and the world. You in the world, but you're not supposed to be of the world, believers, saints of God, a Christian. This is our workstation, and we're just traveling through. We're just passing through. This is not our home. But now you, because guess what? You can make it your home, but guess what? One day this home going to pass away. So every Christian, every believer, every saint of God should be building on the eternal home, the home that's going to last throughout eternity. That's what we want to be building because it won't give in. It will always be there. We'll always have a place. But this, this one down here is going to pass away. If they charge me $300,000 for this house and I paid every dime off, one day this house going to vanish. I don't care how many times I repaint it or redo it, upgrade it, all of this. One day the same house going to pass away. They can pay millions, $2 million for this house around the corner. And they got the servants over there. They got the yard people. They got everything to keep it up. But one day, y'all, that over million-dollar house is going to pass away because of this. 
He's bringing down a new heaven and a new earth. This won't always be. This is why we don't build treasures on the earth where moth and rust corrupt and thieves break in and steal. But we build treasures where it's going to be forever. Only spiritual uh, uh, treasures are going to last. Your vineyard working will pay off. This ought to be my alarm. Yeah, it's going to pay off. Because serving the Lord is going to pay off. When you give a scripture to a person in your little bag, in your little sandwich bag, you give a sandwich and a drink to somebody, you don't know if they're hungry or not, but you was willing to give. And God will basically lead you to who's hungry, give to them. He won't give you, lead you to give to a person who just left Popeye fried chicken. They just ate a, a three-piece and a large mashed potatoes and gravy and two biscuits and a big drink, a large. Now, he's going to lead you to them who couldn't even think of Popeye's because they didn't have the money and they were hungry. The care bag. Somebody can use the care bag. They're going to be able to take the washcloth and, and pull some of the water out the bottle early in the morning coming out the bushes and wipe the sleep out their eyes. They'll be able to brush their teeth, take a little bit of the water and rinse their mouth out and hit it with a little mouthwash. They'll be able to take the comb and, and comb their hair in place. Maybe put a hair tie in there because if they got long hair, they can brush it back and put a hair tie on. You're blessing somebody right there. The snack bag, somebody got children, and they didn't have no more snacks for the day. And the way they go to eat for free, it won't open to, to 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. And at 5 o'clock, they eat. Then by 6.30, they got to go to church. But your child hungry now. And it may be 2 o'clock in the day. So what you do is you bless somebody with the snack bag. The medical bag. Somebody got hurt. And they didn't have a band-aid to cover it. They didn't have peroxides to clean it so it won't get infected. And then put a bandage over it. But you gave out a medical bag. A medical care little bag. You gave that out. And now they can fix that situation. You drop the scripture in there. Where before they wouldn't even pay the scripture no attention. But because that medical bag, the care bag, served a purpose. Let me see what else in this bag. Oh, it's a scripture in here. I forgot the scripture was in here. And the scripture speaks to them for that day. God got a mighty sweet way. Don't tell me. Don't tell me he can't speak through a scripture that you put in a, a medical care bag or, 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 or a care bag, a personal hygiene care bag, or post it a, a, a tape to the sandwich bag where you put that one sandwich and gave out a Capri Sun drink. Yeah, God is faithful. But we got to get up from sitting down because, see, we watch the news a lot and we wait for the gloom and the doom. 
We waiting on the glue. I'm not waiting on gloom and doom. I'm sorry. I'm not waiting to be so hungry I don't have nothing to eat. Not only my cupboards bare, but guess who else? The, the, the store cupboards bare. I'm not waiting on nothing like that. That ain't what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for the, uh, what they call it, uh, that we're going through. Oh, foolishness is what I call it. But uh, a famine. I'm not looking forward to the famine in the land. I'm looking unto him that is able to keep me and keep me blameless before the throne of God. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because he's able to see me through over and over and over again. Every day of my life, God is able to see me through. And not just see me do, but he make ways where I see no ways. And I thank him today. I thank him for all he has done, what he is doing right now, and what he's going to do. Great and mighty things just for me. Yeah. When you start passing out blessings, he's going to have blessings just for me. Yeah. Because he loved me. And I want to show God that I love him back. Hallelujah. There's none like him. So look, what I'm going to do is um, go to our next song of the morning. And when we come back, the studio is open. If there's someone have something they would like to say, maybe you want to share something about Boaz. Maybe you want to tell us about your Ruth experience. Or your boy's experience, whatever it is, feel free to press that number one today and come in because I know uh, people have picks and chooses. Oh, no, I, I'm not going over there today. She's talking about giving. She must be finna ask us for some money. No, sir, and no ma'am. Uh uh-uh. uh. God has it all in control. Hallelujah. He's got it all in control. Oh, well, he put that reassurance way, way down in my soul. Hallelujah. God has it all in control. Ah, yes, he does. He hung the stars in the sky, holds the land back from the sea. And if he can do all of that, surely he can take good care of you and me. It's him that have it all in control. Thank you, Jesus. I'm grateful unto him this morning, and uh, I praise and worship him. We're going to take a listen to uh, Mercy uh, with Chris singing it over at Elevation Worship and uh, Maverick City. So let's take a listen. If you knew me then, you'd believe me now. 
You turned my whole life upside down. To the old hand he made That's just what the mercy of God can do. Now I'm alive to tell the story how I've overcome goodness and mercy and the power of his blood. I'm so glad that my freedom wasn't based on what I've done. Goodness and mercy and the power of the blood. So much power in the blood.
More than just a radio. This is Jesus in the Morning Radio. Spreading the good news of Jesus. Hallelujah. The mercies of God. His goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And you know, you can make your house the house of the Lord today. Oh, yes, you can. Let prayer, let the study and the reading of his word go forth in your home. Don't wait for Wednesday night Bible study. Do it at your house. Go into your secret closet. Yeah. And it's all right today. Consecrate your house. Anoint your house. And nothing that's not of God, you don't allow it to come in your house. If you know God is not for this, it's got to go. It can't come in here if God is not pleased. I think back to Shante telling me when I had a, a man visit her. And she said, Mama, uh, you know how that's going to look to people? I said, no, I don't. I don't know how that's going to look to people. Because it's the will of God. So nobody knew unless I told them. Yeah. God have a mighty sweet way. Because he wants us to be cheerful givers. And if someone needs to sleep for the night. And you know them. It's a relative. It's a friend. Male or female. God may not have a problem with that. Because he knows what's going to go on in your house that you have dedicated to him. And it's all right today in Jesus' name. I said I was going to tell you a story. And I went on because I wanted to get Ruth going so that we could be marinating in that, in the favor of God, in the trials that would come our way, and yet we'll give us. Yeah. But I want to share this. But if anyone have a testimony, please, or, or you have something you want to say, please feel free to press that number one today and come in. All right, Sister Jerry, I see you. Good morning. God bless you. Good morning, Sister Barbara. Good morning. God bless you as well. How are you doing? I am good over here. Blessed. Cannot complain. Yes, that was a great story this morning in the book of Ruth. I, I, I've been reading it, you know. But the, the the key thing here is they that wait on the Lord. Don't try to get your Boaz. Don't try to force your Boaz. Because you'll get an Ishmael before you get an Isaac. Don't try to do this. Don't become a Ruth. Send Abraham down there to play with the maid because that will Ishmael come before the blessing. So let us be patient. It had to be hard for Ruth to lose her husband and Naomi to lose two boys. But sometimes the trial comes to make us strong. Sometimes it hurts. I mean, I know it hurts. 
comes before the blessing. But don't let the devil get in your ear and say, you know what, your husband going now. You can go do this, that, and the other. That is not true. Those that have lost a husband through divorce, death, etc. Let's turn ourselves over to God and say, Lord, I trust you. As the lady was on the radio the other day, living homeless to a Ph.D., and I know a Ph.D. is hard to get, and I was in a house with a roof over my head complaining, oh, this class is so hard, this teacher is so crazy. No, you just want it to come easy. Anything just happens. You will go through something. Just because a male friend come in your life don't mean he's your boy. He may just be there to talk to you and get you through some things and enjoy basketball. But be wasteful. Be mindful. God said before you were born, well, I know the plans that I have for your life. I'll give you free will, but please allow me to give you the plans that I have for your life. All you got to do is trust and believe. All you have to do is say prayer works. Okay, you prayed last night, this morning, Boaz didn't come. Maybe, just maybe, Boaz is coming out of jail. What? A jail man? Maybe he was missing some bitches. Maybe Boaz is coming out of a relationship with a dead spouse. We don't know the plan. But all I know, I'm going to get in the boat and go to the other side because Jesus said go to the other side. He didn't tell me no rain wasn't coming and no waves wasn't going to come over my head. I want to be nice to the Lord. If it's you, bid me to come on board. And he will say, come, Jerry. But keep your eyes on me because if you look around that barber, you might get crazy and think about something else. I almost told a joke like that, but I decided to keep it serious. Thank you. So I thank God today for reminding me of Boaz, because my mother used to read Boaz to us when we were little. I still have this big, beautiful Bible. But the Bible can be beautiful as it wants to be. It is the words. And she said, if you ever want to hear God from the Bible, and you'll find the key words. And I always lived on this. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. That don't mean go out and do anything you want to do just because you're baptized. No. The key word, he that believes and is baptized. And that means baptized in the spirit of the Holy Ghost. Baptized believing that Jesus is your Savior. Baptized believing that you can speak to the mountain 
and be diving from it. Baptizing, knowing that, okay, God, you took my first husband. I tried to get rid of him, couldn't do it, but you came and got him. So now I'm going to wait on the plan that you have for my life. I don't care if John Doe come by. I don't care if Jack and Jill come by. Yeah, I'm going to laugh and talk with them. But then I got to tell Jack, Jill, Harry, and Sarah, Steve and Austin, I'm waiting on God. Don't be hasteful. My mother used to say, haste make waste. Let's just go slow and steady. I don't care if I have to stand on this because my girlfriend did it. She was 25 when she had a baby, but she didn't get married until she was 66 years old. And she said to me, Carrie, I'm getting to be too old. Nobody's going to ever marry me. I said to her, sister, wait on God. God on a marriage. Maybe you're not married because God has not gave you your husband yet. On her 66th birthday, she went in Walmart, putting stuff in her groceries. Her mind, her birthday is coming tomorrow, and she's getting stuff for her birthday to celebrate 66 years. First thing she got, Jerry, what we need, a cake. Well, you know, she got Jerry with her. She decorating, and then the man behind her checking out said, hey, are you having a birthday party? She said, yeah, I'm turning 66. He said, I bet your husband is happy that he has you as his wife. She looked at him and said, oh, I've never been married in my life. And they had a conversation and that conversation led to more conversation that turned into marriage without her ever sleeping with him. It can be done. So I just want to say the key to the Ruth story is be patient and have value and morals of yourself. A man does not deserve no more than what God says to the ten virgins. He don't deserve everything you want to give him. Because, see, you're thinking that a keep a man, no, a baby don't keep a man, and nothing else keeps him unless he's your man. You took my man. If, I could, if he was your man, I couldn't take him. You can't take my knee off my body because it's my knee. You can't take my toe off my foot because it's my toe. Nobody can take anything that belongs to you. And your spouse is will be belonging to you. To this day, they have not been married 12 years. And I can say, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but when they're out, he took her to Australia, Paris. She's going to Vietnam. And he's a doctor. Be patient. If God's going to see you the man that's homeless, then that's what God has for you. 
But I say this, and I mean it. What God has for me is for me. And nobody can take what God has for me. So have a great day, Sister Barbara. I became very serious when I started speaking this because God did not allow me to tell jokes, but I almost told one. No, he said, keep this serious. So I do what God says to me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, we have to wait on They that wait on the Lord is going to renew their strength. And Mm -hmm. we wait patiently. Oh, glory to Mm -hmm. his holy name. We wait patiently for the Lord because he's coming. He's coming. You know what we're standing in need of? So he's coming to supply because he's supplying need, whether it's a husband, a wife, or food, or housing, whatever you need, God will supply. But a key word she said, too, was this, patience. I learned this over the years. Prayer. Faith, trust, patience, praise, worship, all of that works. Because God don't always move overnight. Mm-hmm. And if he never give you a husband, he never give you a wife. We strive for perfection in him. We strive to please him daily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like she said, if it be his will. He'll give you your Boaz. His name mm-hmm. won't be Boaz, but he will he will do the things that Boaz did. He'll have what Boaz had, maybe more. Mm-hmm. God is faithful. And we must learn to be faithful unto him. And because we are faithful unto him, he will bless us the more. Yeah. Because he blessed us automatically. I wake up every morning. 65 years worth of waking up because God is faithful. He blessed me daily. Even when I was in my sins, I woke up every morning. He was yet blessing me because without him, I could do nothing. And so I'm grateful unto him today. Listen, the studio is still open. If there's anyone else have something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one. And come in. I see you this morning, Pastor David. God bless you this morning. Uh, thank God for seeing your number down there. And uh, God bless you, Sion. And uh, I see your number. God bless you. God bless you. And good morning to your Sister Rita. God bless you this morning. I think it was Kyle's birthday, Sister Rita. I don't know if it was Kyle or the other baby. But because uh, I hadn't seen Kyle in a while and I couldn't make the face out like I wanted to. But uh, tell him again, happy birthday. Good morning to your sister, Andrea Stenner. God bless you this morning. Good morning to your sister, Irene. God bless you this morning. And good morning to Old Faithful over there, Sister Dorothy Goodwin. God bless you this morning, Dot. Thank God for you. Howling that business over there, that prayer club. I should thank you. And the prayer request club. Thank you so much. And again, good morning to you, Sister Jerry. Thank God for you. Good morning to each and every one that will be coming through the podcast and the archive. God bless you this morning. I thank God for each of you. And uh, I'm happy today 
And uh, like I said, I know people, oh, she's talking about giving. She's finna ask for some money. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not asking for your money. Uh, I do ask that you give to others. And you can give it in the name of your church. Give it in the name of your pastor. However you feel led. But be a cheerful giver. Yeah, because people are in dire straits today. They need some help. You know, and I'm praying that the Lord will bless me that I can even pay for families uh, to live, you know, in a house. Because that's important to children. You want somewhere stable that your children come every day and this is their home. And they can eat here, sleep here, you know, have a shower here, uh, look at television here, or whatever you have them doing, do homework. And it's not at a homeless shelter where you're around all these different kind of spirits. Yeah. And then COVID didn't go nowhere now. COVID didn't tell us bye. We just going on like COVID don't exist no more, but it's still here. And those that heard about that monkeypox thing, that's still here. So we want to be covered. Yesterday, Thelma come with a mask on. And uh, when she saw, I wasn't going to rush and put no mask on to greet her. She got in the truck and took the mask off. Yeah. I'm not afraid, Thelma. God has taken good care of me. And has taken care of me up until this point. And no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No calamity shall come down my dwelling. No calamity shall come down my dwelling. Hallelujah. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. Yeah. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me, including bypass COVID and the monkeypox and any other kind of pox or germs or whatever. Because the world is full of germs. Yeah, we've been dealing with that daily. We clean our houses and all of that, but we still ain't got rid of germs. I know people don't want to hear it, but it's the truth. So look, um, going to one more quick song of the morning. When we come back, the studio is still open. Uh, if someone has something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and come in. And uh, if not today, we will pray out and uh, get out early this morning. All right, I got to play this one.
Dixon on the saxophone. I believe there are many ways to worship. Amen. We worship with our words. We worship with our instruments. We can worship with our entire bodies. My only prayer is that it's pleasing to the Lord. That's our only prayer. Only prayer that pleases you. There ain't no for the hopeless sinner who hurt all mankind just to save his own. Have pity on those, Lord, whose chances grow thinner. There ain't no hiding place from the kingdom throne. Yeah, so people get ready. There's a train.
Trying to see what I'm talking about, worship. And right here is my good friend David Watson, plays the flute as well as the saxophone. In fact, he considers himself more of a flute player even still than a sax player. At least that's what your old man said. This is your turn, man. Sing on to the Lord a new song. up there, a lady is giving me the business. 
And so when I walk on up past everybody, because they, they mind and they business, they scared. I pass them and I walk on up there. So the lady starts yelling to me what Mimi had done to her. And so then Mimi trying to explain to me what the lady is doing to her. I said, hey, hey, Mimi, Mimi, go ahead and take care of her. Go, go, go on and do that. Go on and do that. And so Mimi, the lady said she owed the twelve dollars, and she trying to give me seven dollars, and she owed me twelve. So Mimi went ahead and gave her the twelve dollars, and then Mimi a little nervous and shaking, cause Mimi don't weigh a buck oh five, y'all. She a Cambodian lady, spice. I mean, spicy, but she's tiny, and so she um was a little shaken by that, you know. And, uh, but Mimi wasn't going to get up off that money. I tell y'all, Mimi wasn't buckling with that money. I said, Mimi, go ahead and take care of that. You, you know, you got more customers over here to see about. And you can make more money. Don't worry about that little $12. So Mimi comes, and she trying to explain to me. I said, Mimi, I, I don't need to hear what happened. What I need you to do is go back there and get me four of them soft, golden, delicious apples and bring them apples. And there was a, a, a lady on the side of me, a white lady, and she wanted watermelons. So one of her workers was, well, Mimi went back there and got the watermelon first. And the lady tested it. She said, no, I want that kind. So Mimi went and got a, a lighter color watermelon and brought it. And uh, she took care of the lady, and then she come back to me again. And uh, I said, wait on some of these other people. Because I knew she wanted to talk and she was shaking, you know, she was shaking up a little bit. And I said, hold up, Mimi, hold up. Just just, just stop. Calm down, calm down. Everything is all right. The lady gone. Everything is all right. Just just take care of your customers and you'll be good. Shantae was on the phone with me. So when she hear all the yelling, Mama, what's going on? Leave there. Mama, get away from there. I said, girl, I'm not going nowhere. It's not that kind of party. If it was that kind of party, I'd have been gone. I never would have stopped because I heard the yelling time I pulled up. But it wasn't the kind of yelling where, uh, well, I guess I'm African-American, they call us. And we kind of sometimes know the difference in the tones. And the lady tone wasn't a tone where I put my hands on you, I'll shoot you. It wasn't that kind of tone. It was a frustrated, aggravated, give me my money back tone because these mangoes are not sweet. <laughs> I wasn't afraid. And I, I walked on up there. And so God used me, and, and the problem was resolved. And uh, that Mimi got these Cambodian grapes. So I went and got me some of those. I was going to get some other stuff, but I said, now, Mimi flustered. She, she, she can't think right right now, so I'm going to just get out of the way, and and, and 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 she'll remember that, you know, I came up and resolved the problem, and now I'm gone, so she got to deal with her customers, you know, and so I said, look at this, and then Shante going to tell me, Mama, God sent you at the right time, right on time for me, me, I said, yeah, he did, he did, and so I was so grateful uh, that I could do that, you know, God could use me like that, I can't take the credit, that was God. Yeah, and uh, everything went well. Beautiful farmer's market. And she had a lot of Cambodian fruits and vegetables I never taste. While I was there, 
uh, after things was diffused and before she went and got them apples for me, she done sliced up a mango, taste it, taste it, and you tell me. And then she turns around while I'm eating the mango and go get before golden delicious apples. Brother Lewis, that mango was so sweet and good. I said, I hit it. I said, oh, my goodness, Mimi. I said, girl, and I kept eating the mango. And so it was some people standing around who was there when the lady came complaining. And they was like, is it good? I said, look, after the heat, you a slice off of that. And it'll tell the story for itself. Because I never knew her not to have sweet fruit. Mm-mm. If she, and if she says sweet, it's sweet because she have tasted. And she was trying to explain to the lady, maybe one in your bag is not sweet. Maybe one. But the rest of your mangoes are sweet. And she was trying to explain, I will give you, I will let you taste another mango and give you another mango that's sweet if that one in that bag is not. Not all of them, maybe one. But the rest of them mangoes sweet. So she went and just randomly picked one up and gave it to me. And then she hit it with the knife. And when I, when I tasted, I was like, whoa, whoa. oh, me, me, girl. <laughs> and they said, good. I said, this is delicious and very sweet. And you know, for me, it's got to be sweet for me to say it's sweet. Now, grab a little bit of sugar. It's got to be sweet. Ripe and sweet. Yeah. And so it was good, and um, she had star fruits and all kind of stuff. That special Cambodian melon I like. I can't eat too much of that melon that run that blood sugar up. And most of what she have in fruits, if you don't catch it when she first bring it there early in the morning, you go after lunch, it has even ripened up. So it's going to be very sweet. And so I have to be careful uh, eating the fruit from there because it's sweet and run your blood sugar. And those Cambodian grapes, I, I ate a handful last night, you know, after I ate my favorite stuff from my favorite store. But I didn't get no more grapes because, ooh, we, uh-uh, too sweet. But, yeah, I love old Mimi, and I, I love going over there shopping. Uh, Nikki straightened Mimi out for me, and ever since that day, Mimi and I have been friends, and that's been quite a while ago. Yeah, and so I'm grateful, Lord, that I can go places and get organic stuff. Yeah, real chicken wings. Not nothing been stored up in somebody's freezer house for 13 years, and now they want to bring it out through Walmart and sell it to me. No, I go to the fresh meat store and get the real chicken wings. The pork is real. The beef is real. The lamb over there is real. These people even sell rabbit and squirrels and, and all that kind of thing. I don't eat all of that. But they have my favorite fish over there, too. And, uh, you know, that fish could be from Cambodia. I don't know. Or, or, or some other place. But it's a good fish to me. And they tried to tell me, oh, it's fatty. I said, well, I'm fat. Don't worry about it. I'm enjoying my fish. Yes, yes, Brother Lewis, Fort Lauderdale, mangoes growing everywhere. Miami, when I used to go to Miami, even as a girl, I wanted to go down there because of the mangoes. And a lot of people had the mango trees. 
and mangoes would be falling off the trees over right hitting the ground. And they go out there at one time and rake them all up and throw it away. I said, what? I said, look, can I pick these mangoes up and put them in a bag and take them home? Don't get the overripe ones. I said, okay, I pick all I wanted. And then they would put the paper bag in a plastic bag and I would take it home. All the way back to Jacksonville and tell my mom, I got fresh mangoes off the ground. She said, not off the tree. I said, no, it was too many. They fell all on the ground and I picked them up. Now, I never got the avocados from down there. But I heard avocados was down there plenty for two in Miami, Florida. Oh, and Laura is here, y'all. My God, baby, from Pennsylvania. Yeah, she and Orlando heard Mr. Mason. Good morning to you, Miss Laura and Mr. Mason and Miss Deborah. And uh, don't y'all forget to hydrate. Drink lots of water, lots of water. Stay out of the sun as much as possible. Don't want no heat strokes, no sun strokes. So drink lots of water. Yeah, they in Orlando. I was going to try to get down there Thursday if I could. I told them and Erica I'm going most likely. But we would have, I would have to see because I know I have some things uh, plugged in for Thursday. But I would have to see how that go. And if the Lord lead and guide me on Thursday because they probably would leave out of here on Sunday. And, so, and then if I went down there on Saturday, I would have to spend the night. And then go to church Sunday in Kissimmee. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So there's some things running through my mind. I just got to pray about it and move on in Jesus' name. So listen, if no one else have anything to say, we will pray out and I'll go to our last song of the morning. But if you have something to say, feel free to press that number one and come in today. Yeah, it's all right in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Me too. I hope I can see on and that way I run by your spot. If I come on Friday, I could run by your spot, Laura's spot, and then go to Kissimmee Saturday or early Sunday morning for church. And then after church, drive on back home. We're going to see how the Lord, you know, map it out and plan it out and uh, let me walk it on out. Yeah. All right. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for all that has been said and done. Thank you for Sister Jerry coming in and saying something this morning. God, we give you glory. We give you honor and praise. Thank you for every caller and every listener. Thank you for Brother Frank this morning sending me a text and let me know that was him and not reader. We give you glory, Lord. We give you honor. We give you all the praise for what you've done already today, what you're doing right now, and Father, what you're going to do great and mighty things for your people. We love you today. We appreciate you today. We're grateful unto you. Most of all, Father, we thank you. We thank you. And we love you. And as we depart, bless our going out today. Father, bless our coming in and meet the the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Open doors here for your people this morning. Heal and touch their bodies, minds, God, today in the name of Jesus. And, Father, those that stand in the need of finances, open doors and make ways for them. In the precious name of Jesus, remind us to be cheerful givers. Lord, remind us to plant seed and remind us to assign our harvest after we plant our seed. In the name of Jesus, bless our going out again today, God. 
bless our coming in in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves the cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today, June the 21st, 2022. And I believe today, the first day of summer, is a Brother Lewis. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye, and we're going to our last song of the morning. And uh, after this song, I won't be coming back today. Father, you're there for me.